his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. A little crowded house there as we take you back into the four o'clock hour here on News Tom. I almost said News Talk eleven twenty KMOX. Can you believe that, Fred? I haven't done that in a long time. I almost oh. said the old. Cl- it happens like every once in a while, and it's been almost two years. Oh my god! Uh, Ninety-seven one FM Talk. Is that the station I'm on right now? That was like a That's brain it. cramp. Oh my goodness! Um, Sue's news is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. I have a really good piece I want to dig into that was written by a guy by the name of Stanley Kurtz on this African American Studies program in Florida. That's become controversial. We got Mark Gelman of the Gelman team at four forty-five. Still some crazy things happening in real estate. We start with State Representative, good friend of the show, Roundtable veteran, Mr. Steve Butts, is with us this afternoon. How are you, Steve? I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me. Hi, Sue. Hi, Fred. Sounds like you're on a motorcycle in the wind or something like that. The wind is whipping (laughs) around you. Well, I'm I'm trying to get out of the wind. You know, I just came flying in from Jeff City, so the state's in good shape, Mark. I just want you to know. Well, there's a lot of hot air and wind in Jeff City. We know that for sure. All right, there's something going on this weekend, though, that you wanted to talk about. So let's get the details on the, uh, the gala for Saturday night. There is for sure, so I really appreciate it. So, you know, we have enough negative news, right, Mark? We talk about it all the time. But one of the truly great organizations in our city is Gene Slay's Girls and Boys Club. And I'm the chairman for the gala this year. It's one of those things you need like a hole in the head. But I believe <laughs> in this group. Yeah, with all my spare time, but I believe in this group. This, this organization, you know, it's been around about 100 years. It serves so many at-risk kids. And they just do a great, great job. So, you know, they need to raise funds for what they do. And this Saturday night... You, Sue, all your listeners are more than welcome at the Coronado Ballroom, which is just Ooh, a lovely place in this town. It, it is lovely. So 3701 Lindell kicks off this Saturday night at 6 o'clock, and it's a themed gala party. You know, Rat Pack is the theme this year, so you come dressed as your favorite Rat Pack guy, you know, Sammy Davis, Frank Sinatra, Dean love Martin. It. I'm coming as Dean Martin. <laughs> I love it. Maybe you know, cocktails, then dinner, a little fun to need, and then and then it's a big party, some dancing and some entertainment. So 200 bucks a person. Um, I mean, everyone's welcome, but this organization needs all the support it can get. You know, the need is real, and uh, 
I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I hope uh, many of your listeners will join in. I'm having a little difficulty envisioning you as Dean Martin, but please send pictures and share them on Saturday night, Steve. Okay? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. Well, I'm going to sing a couple of Dean Martin songs. I would have said, Don, you might have gone with Don Rickles. That would have qualified. Oh. I think you could have done Rickles, Steve. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll go with that. I look more like Don Rickles. That's that's for sure. That's why I got to stay on the radio. Uh, all right. So if if people do want to take part, though, is the, is the website the best place to go? Yeah, it is. If they just go to you know, they just Google Gene Slay's Girls and Boys Club, and it'll come right up, and uh, it would just be wonderful. It's easy to find the club, and they need your support. So. I really, really appreciate it, and uh, hope to see you there. Well, how, how's everything going down in Jeff City? Obviously, we'll talk about some things. I have Rasheen Aldridge on the roundtable on Friday. He's a newbie, so we'll break him in. Everything going so far so good in Jeff City, Steve? Yeah, so far so good. Seriously. So it's been a, a little bit of a slow start. You know, at term limits, there's like 53 new members out of 163, something like that. But we started with some committee hearings, and one of note, which you and I will talk about more, is the uh, – state control again of the police department. I sat in on that Senate hearing yesterday. It was interesting, but committee work is where it all gets done. And that just started this week. So we'll have more to talk about shortly. All right, well, listen, have a great week. Enjoy Saturday night. We will talk soon. We'll get you on the roundtable soon as well. Absolutely. See you guys. Thanks right, so much. Have care. a great day. State Rep. Steve Butts with us. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News. Brought to you by Sue. Well, we start on this day in history when 239 years ago, that's in 1784, Fred, if you're trying to keep them. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Franklin wrote a letter to his daughter supporting the turkey as America's national symbol. You know, every now and then we hear the story about him wanting the turkey. And I think they had Thanksgiving then, right? I mean, he knew that we killed them every November. I, I just don't get the turkey thing. Now, apparently he complained that the eagle was a bird of bad moral character and the turkey was more respectable. And that's why he wanted that as the symbol of our nation. I just, I don't know. Do animals have morals? I'm not, that's what I mean. What? I don't know. But he is Benjamin Franklin. It's not like he's completely insane. Fred. I don't know. I, I don't know. And 53 years ago today, this has a little bit of music. In 1970, Simon and Garfunkel released their final album featuring this title track. Just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. Lie, lie, lie. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Great song. I get into a you know Simon and Garfunkel mood every once in a while. Me right? too. Well, I, I think I get more into a Paul Simon mood, but I do like you Fair. Know, to cross over here into the Simon and Garfunkel, right? right? There you go. How long ago was that? Uh, that was 53 years ago today. And by the way, the album was uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water, and I could live without hearing that song again, but I really like The Boxer. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on the uh, the Bridge Over. That's, that's yeah, why I threw that's Paul a... Simon solo in there into my mix. <laughs> I like to bake to Like uh, me and Paul's... Julio. I want to hear me and Julio, oh, some of the Graceland one. stuff. Awesome. I do like to bake to Paul Simon's Graceland album.
Random I mean, that's, thoughts, that's, that's quite uh-huh. simply stated one of the best records in the top. I would put in the top ten of all time. Yeah, the top five of all time. I'm telling you, it's fabulous, Fred. Diamonds I, on the soles of I your like shoes. It. I like it a lot. I forgot all about it till just now when you mentioned it. Yeah, pull that out. I think you will uh, enjoy it. I saw that you know that um, the I can't remember the name of the band that that was with him on Graceland, the African. Uh, I can't group, either. But they came to Columbia, Missouri one time just Ooh, as a solo tour. Cool. It was really good. Um, Black. Oh, oh yeah, I think something like that. Okay, now yeah. we're gonna. Oh boy, now Black we're gonna Black Mambazo, is that it? Uh, that, that might be it. I think there's another word in. There is it. another word, but we're gonna find it. Okay, at 46 years ago today, Lady Smith Black Mambazo. Lady Smith, that's it. Thank goodness. Uh, 46 years ago today, I had not heard this story. In 1977, Fleetwood Mac's original lead guitarist, whose name was uh, Peter Green was arrested and later committed to a mental hospital. And yeah, I, he went I, crazy. Well, here's what triggered him. After he pulled a shotgun on his accountant for sending him too many royalty checks. Not too few, <laughs> too many. It's kind of a crazy story. And I went back to try to find some of that music, but I didn't recognize it, so I just moved on. Uh, we've seen you some... Mean, uh, you mean the Peter Green? Yeah, back I'm like, yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't really care about that. Uh, a police report, they have more information about the Jeremy Renner accident. And the police report is saying that he was trying to jump back in the cab of his snow grooming machine to stop it from sliding toward his nephew. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Well, remember when we told that story and we explained it, We weren't. I wasn't sure at the time, was it his wife? They said it was a relative and right. a family member, right? But it was his nephew he was it, trying to save. Exactly. And, and we were trying to figure out how he got caught under it if he was in it. Well, exactly. And it, 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 this makes more sense. He said he jumped out of it without setting the parking brake. And police say Jeremy had just started to uh, had just helped free his nephew's car from the snow when the vehicle started sliding sideways. So he jumped out of it. But then he realized it was heading toward his nephew. So he tried to jump back into it to divert it or stop it. And in order to get back into the cab, he had to step on one of the tracks, which then pulled him under. And he uh, got run over. That is not a pretty story. Mm-mm. But that's what happened. He was actually trying to help and save his nephew. Apparently he's doing okay and is on the road to recovery. And well, his hair still of, looks good. Yeah, he, he sent those videos out right after you know his recovery trying mm-hmm. to you know make sure that the fans knew that he was okay. But that, that was a, a daunting story for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now the nominees for the James Beard Awards have come out. Now you know I love the food, the restaurants. And we have some St. Louis people and restaurants on the nominee list. Now, nominated for Outstanding Restaurateur are Michael and Tara Galena and Aaron Martinek. They have Take Root Hospitality. So Winslow's Table, uh, the uh, Bistro, that. They are all up for that for James Beard Awards. Nominated for Outstanding Bakery is La, P- La Patisserie Coquette. And I love that. Have you had that stuff, no, Fred? Oh, it's so good. I should ask... Uh, Abby to read that because it's French and I probably just killed it. Outstanding Bar, The Gin Room in St. Louis. And we have two nominees in St. Louis for Best Chef of the Midwest. One is Nick Bognar from Indo. Indo is so good. But Where's it has, that? It's in uh, the city. 
It's not that far from La Patisserie. It's not that far from the Botanical Garden, if okay. that helps. There's not very many tables, but boy, is it good. So get there early or make a reservation. And um, Lauren Nalick from Balkan Treat Box in Webster is up for it. And that is huge. So, too, have you ever been to Balkan Treat Box either? No. You guys, it's so good. No. I've oh. never even heard of that. Have you ever been? My sister was in town. You know, my, my niece lives here, so my sister and her husband were in town. They went to a place called Bellwether. Which Bellwether's is in, good too. Never heard of that place. It's either, in the city. It was great. It was in the uh, old city hospital yeah, power plant, right? It's quite delicious. Yeah. They, they have a good breakfast if you want to go there. There's, here's a breakfast place I went to. Had never been. I veered out into the city on Sunday morning because they were in town. The Mud House. Oh, I haven't been there. In the Mud House. Good. Yeah. That? yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. You order kind of. You go up to the counter and you order, and then they bring it to you. Which Ooh. I kind of like places like that. Um, let's see, where is it? Because Cherokee Street. Oh, Cherokee. that sounds not, good. Not right next to all the authentic Mexican, but not too far. Oh, that sounds good. More down in an antique area of it. I believe so, yeah. Fred. Yeah. But I'm not exactly great on all my Cherokee Street geography, but <laughs> it wasn't too hard to find. Well, if it's not food, it's antiques. That's a good bet. Finalists, by the way, for this award will be announced March 29th, and winners on June 5th. Now, this brings me to the story Fred sent me about McDonald's, who is now testing out a new straw cup in an ongoing effort to, of course, reduce waste, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, strawless cup? <laughs> is what? that just a cup? It, yeah, just, I yeah. Know. I'm like, what? Or is what? it a sippy cup? And it then like a sippy cup, Fred. Yeah. It does. You look at it, and the lid is kind of like just the coffee cup, where it has like that little ridge with the hole in it that you drink out of. Is anybody going to drink soda like that? No. I don't, I can't, but you can see a picture of it online. The, one of the, one of the great joys like of my, you know, younger life, which doesn't speak very highly of my younger life, was just to go to the McDonald's <laughs> and get the uh, soda on the fountain yes, with a straw. I it get was such this. a joy back then. It really was. I can't was. tell you how much I understand that. Now they they're trying this in test markets, but there are some that you can still get a straw, but you have to ask for it. Uh, so this is well, of course following Starbucks. I will say this: this might be a better option than those stupid paper straws because those things are really bad. They, they like are them. really bad. Yeah. yeah, they are not good. It, it, they're just not. They get they're soggy. They're not real straws. Yeah, and they, you can't the fake oh, straws. It's the texture. I, yeah. I seriously yeah. have a straw in my drawer, in my you know utensils drawer at home. It's a plastic straw from McDonald's that I've had for years. I just throw it in the dishwasher, and if you feel like a straw, you get to have it. Because they had great straws, yes. as I remember. I can still envision. I could feel yes, the McDonald's Mark. straw. There they're not a, too skinny. They're yeah, not too exactly. wide. They're Great the straws. perfect thing. And I've had that longer than... That's better than throwing out pl- the paper straws. It's got to be. Somehow I'm great in that story. I don't know. Abby's looking at us like, you guys are old <laughs> and you're weird. And what are you talking about? All right? I have a ton of reusable straws, too. But mine are like the metal ones. So, yeah. And for boba. And for what? Boba tea. Oh, yeah. Like, is that what the bubbles of t- yeah, stuff? Yeah. That kind of gets me. I don't know what you're talking about. There. Yeah, it's some it's bubble like, tea. It's uh, little tapioca pearls and milk tea. And it's actually really good. Okay, all right. I'll take it's your word for it. That sounds if really fancy. If you go fancy. to a good place, it's really good. I do yeah. not like the idea of tapioca it's, in general, let alone in my cup. See, I don't like tapioca either, but for whatever reason, when you put it into milk tea, it's the best thing. Okay. I know. But maybe, I mean, I shouldn't poo-poo it until I try it. And a poll on work productivity has found that we feel the most productive at 10.22 a.m. That's when I feel productive, uh, 10.22 a.m. I figured I was we should say, Fred. it was going to be 10.20 to 10.25 was round about the area that I felt really productive Does to. that work for you, Fred, it 10.22? Usually that's when I'm talking to Mark on the yeah, phone. Exactly. <laughs> well, they say it's all downhill from there.
After 10.22, it's all over. Well, I can I can absolutely <laughs> confirm that at 4.22 this afternoon. We hit our first big slump at 1.27, then another one at 2.06. Also, uh, it feels that uh, we tend to feel the most drained on Mondays and Fridays. No kidding. And in general, 38% they feel more productive working in an office, while 22% feel like they get more done working from home. There's no way you get more done no from working way. from home. There's I just absolutely no way. I could. I'd eat too much if I was at home. <laughs> Fred, I get that too. Uh, and finally, in Sue's news, we have today's random fact. Hmm. Pretty Woman, the movie, was originally going to be called Three Thousand. That's the amount of money the prostitute charged. Instead, they went with Pretty Woman. I think they made a good call. I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. Yep. With with the great call about Pretty Woman. That was a great movie. Come on, it's a good movie. Iconic it movie, right? It Abby, is. you've seen it. I have not. Oh, yeah. my it's on my list. You've never seen, seen Pretty Woman. I, I don't even. No. I, 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 one of my favorite things in that movie because you can go. There's even websites that are dedicated to this. But there's that one scene where. They're sort of undressing, and at one point, Richard Gere's tie is on, and then the next scene is tie's not on, and then back and forth. It's just one of those classic <laughs> continuity errors, which didn't hurt the box office. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, unfortunately, I'm the type of person that when I hear little tidbits in the news, I want to find out more. It's the curiosity that I've had since I was younger, which is one of the reasons I went into this particular business. And I was in news and journalism for a while. But I want to use this as an example with the African-American Advanced Placement uh, Studies course in Florida, which, you know, under the bill that was passed in the legislature down there, there are things that would violate Florida law in some of the curriculum. And, and you might ask yourself, well, what would qualify? And wouldn't it be in this area in particular where you can just Google something, you know, because you hear about Ron DeSantis and this controversy and he's he's racist, right? He just he wants to stop history from being told. That's what we're told in the mainstream media. So you think you just kind of Google. Let's find out what's in the curriculum. You can't do that. You cannot find. Try it. I, I dare you to try it. You will not find any details about the curriculum. Well, a little bit. I'm going to tell you what they are because Stanley Kurtz has found them. What you will find, though, is I found this in the Washington Post a couple weeks ago. The, uh, you know, I was curious. The headline was a black professor defies DeSantis's law restricting lessons on race. Here's how it read. 
The inscriptions on many of the tombstones at the Pleasant Plain Cemetery tucked into the North Florida woods are so worn by time and weather that they are unreadable. But Marvin Dunn knows their stories. On a recent afternoon, he gathered students and their parents at the cemetery and told them about the Reverend Josh Baskin and five other black Floridians hanged by a white mob from an oak tree in 1916 after an accusation over a stolen hog sparked two days of terror. The painful chapter, the story said, in Florida's history known as the Newberry Six lynchings is one of the university professor is one the university professor has taken pains to help document over decades of research. It's also one he fears will be removed from Florida's history lessons under a new education law championed by Governor Ron DeSantis. DeSantis as part of a broader push to root ideas he seems or deems woke. And they put that in quote quotes, of course. The law requires lessons on race to be taught in, quote, an objective manner and not, quote, used to indoctrinate or persuade students to a particular point of view. It also says students should not be made to feel guilt. Well, here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you what, why this law was passed, but there's nothing in what's called the Stop Woke Act that would prevent this particular professor from going down and studying and teaching about the Newberry Six. Nothing at all. Zero. Zip. The Washington Post wants you to believe that there is, but there's absolutely not. You know why this law was passed? Let's explain it here, because you really can't. Now, I'll give you one example. DeSantis said this the other day. This should have jumped out at a lot of people. But again, even after he says this, you would think that there would be real journalists in this country at The New York Times, at The Washington Post, at The Orlando Sentinel that would write a story and say, well, Ron DeSantis says this. It's not true. This is not true, right? Wouldn't be too hard to debunk this. We have guidelines and standards in Florida. Uh, we want education, not indoctrination. This course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. It is a political agenda. And it gets worse, but the Newberry Six is not a political agenda. If that professor wants to go down, if you want to teach about the Tulsa race rise, anything you want to teach about, that's fine. But here is why we have this law. And here is why I hope it passes in Missouri and elsewhere. Stanley Kurtz, seemingly from National Review, has been the only person that has written about this. And if someone else has written about it, I'd love to know because I can't find anything. And I can't find the curriculum either. Because, as he indicated, the College Board, the group that runs the SAT test and the AP program, has launched. Now, Stanley wrote about this back last fall because he got a copy of this. He said they've launched a pilot version of the AP African-American Studies course to great fanfare in the mainstream press. Although the pilot has received plenty of publicity, the college board has cloaked the course in secrecy. The curriculum has not been publicly released, nor have the names of the 60 schools at which the pilot is being tested. Isn't that weird? Why is that? In various press accounts, college board advisors and teachers, so as not to run afoul of the new state law against teaching of critical race theory, have denied that the um, APASS advocates CRT or indeed any particular theory or political perspective at all. On January 12th, however, the administration of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis wrote a letter to the college board informing it that Florida was rejecting its request for state approval of the APASS. Now, uh, let me get in because I think I have the wrong copy here. So bear with me here, because what happened is, is Stanley Kurtz actually wrote about this in the fall. I think I was reading the one that is um, is from more recently. But he went in and he found out exactly what's going on here with all this. And a lot of it is about communism and against capitalism. That should come as no surprise 
whatsoever. The Stop Woke Act, for example, this is what Stanley wrote, bars any K-12 attempt to promote the idea that color blindness is racist. Okay, Most of the readings in the final quarter, Unit 4, Movements and Debates, reject color blindness. One of the topics in that unit is explicitly devoted to color blindness. The program suggests reading CRT advocate Eduardo Bonilla Silva, best known for his theory of colorblind racism. Overall, the findings in the final quarter of the APASS, the quarterly, uh, I'm sorry, the quarter chiefly devoted to ideological controversies rather than history, that's what Stanley writes, are extraordinary, extraordinarily one-sided. They promote leftist ra- radicalism, virtually no readings provided, even in a classically liberal point of view, much less in some form of conservatism. So, If DeSantis were to approve a course pushing the idea of colorblind racism, he would effectively be nullifying his own Stop Woke Act. And then they talk about socialism. A state does not need a pre-existing law to decide that a course filled with advocacy for social radicalism is inappropriate. And this is where Stanley went to work and actually did some journalism last week because he he talked about, and this is why, and I guess one of my... um, One of the reasons I'm talking about this this afternoon is it's very, very hard to have a conversation about this. Let's say you're with a friend and the friend says, hey, I hear they're they're trying to stop history from being taught in Florida. All you Republicans, all you conservatives, you don't want real history to be taught. What are you afraid of? And then you say to your friend, well, it's not real history that we're worried about. It's all this woke stuff and the indoctrination. And then your friend says, what? Can you you prove it to me? What is it? Now you got to get into neo-Marxist theory. And that's very difficult, right? And as soon as you say something like that, which, by the way, it's true, it's absolutely true, people's eyes will start to roll. Oh, here we go. It's all Marxism, blah, blah, blah. But, in fact, this is so evident in the course, it's really stunning. And they talk about how in the final quarter of the course, um, he mentioned someone named Joshua Myers, who's a member of the curriculum writing team, and in someone who's a big fan of um, Cedric Robinson. Cedric Robinson is the author of a book called Black Marxism, the making of the black radical tradition. Uh, The writings that Joshua Myers has done on African-American studies explicitly, Stanley wrote about this, call for a field to reject traditional concepts of disciplinary neutrality and to adopt openly anti-capitalist radical advocacy. In short, for DeSantis to approve the course as currently configured, it would be to repudiate everything he stands for. It would welcome woke, not stop it, right? So that's why he's trying to stop this. That's why the law tries to stop it. Last October, he goes into some detail here. The James G. Martin Center submitted a public records request calling on the lab school of Florida State University. That's where it's being piloted, one of the, one of the schools. We know that, to release the curriculum materials. Gavin Burgess, Associate General Counsel of Florida State University, wrote back refusing that request. According to Burgess, the vendor... It's the College Board, has asserted that the materials you are seeking are trade secret and confidential. Now, think about this, and this is what Stanley Kurtz asked people to do. The College Board is keeping all this secret, the AP, African American course, while simultaneously asking states, like Missouri and others, to approve the course for high school and college credit. Well, that's indefensible. I mean, that, that is secrecy, and Stanley writes, that validates long-standing concerns about the College Board acting as a de facto, unelected national school board. By filling that curriculum with Marxism and critical race theory, again, your lefty friends are going to hear Marxism, they're going to roll their eyes, 
But in fact, it's here on bold display. They're trying to fool the public. In effect, Stanley Kurtz wrote, the College Board has decided to go to war with the national movement of parents working to take back control of their children's schools. The College Board is using secrecy and prestige to nullify democracy. Now, he raises some interesting questions here. Is If this thing gets approved, and, and I think some of this was written uh, back in the fall, so I think we're, we're into the approval status of this particular course right now. What happens with the College Board with AP courses in women's studies? in gender studies, in transgender studies, in, now Stanley says Latino studies, I got to say Latinx studies, environmental studies, the full, you know, course load of political studies that have been already politicized in higher education. Think about that. He says this will drain off students from AP U.S. history and quickly convert high schools into woke bastions. But once again, this group approves of it. And, and who's able to speak up and say anything other different than that? Well, Ron DeSantis is, and, and that's why he says, he hopes, DeSantis is going to stand strongly against any study-style AP course at all. So Florida has invited at this point the College Board to revise the curriculum. And I suppose, and, and Mr. Kurtz, when he wrote this, said, look, it's possible that if you have a successful revision that you probably can get it, you know, past the officials in Florida, but they'd really, really have to rewrite the thing. But he goes into great detail in the pieces that he wrote in National Review about the neo-Marxist theories, and he mentions a bunch of names that would get kind of into the weeds here. But it's frustrating, at least for someone like me, that here's Ron DeSantis says something about the queer studies aspect of it, which is accurate, and I don't know how it's defensible whatsoever. You would think and this is what I think I mentioned yesterday. Why not have a suggestion? This is too radical for some people. You have guys out there like Glenn Lowry, who's brilliant. He's African-American, but he's not woke. And he presents a different opinion. There are a few others out there. Thomas Sowell's another guy that has presented these opinions over the decades that are very different than what we're hearing in woke ideology right now when it comes to race. Why not frame your coursework if you want to include some of the stuff that's neo-Marxist Go for it, right? But how about have a little balance? Now, that's not going to happen. I'm suggesting it because it makes too much sense. It will be logical. There would be, this wouldn't be too difficult either. You could be, I, I could think of this along the lines of climate change too. You know, if, you, if you're at the University of Missouri, you have Anthony Lupo as a professor because he's the guy that runs the climatology department. Anthony Lupo is not a crazy climate change guy. He's actually someone who's taken a look at this and he, he's open. He would be, I think, a lukewarmer. I know Anthony a little bit. And he would say, look, uh, we don't know how much we're causing the warming of the planet, but maybe we're contributing, but how much? So he offers a balanced approach. He's not telling people like Greta Thunberg that the world is collapsing, we're all going to die, and we need to convert to just EVs within a matter of five years. He presents, I think, a bit more of a balanced approach. I think that might come as a surprise to people who follow academia, and they know that the narrative on climate change in particular is um, usually not balanced. And I think in the situation with zoo, it is. With race studies in particular, or gender studies, why couldn't you have competing theories? Look, you have people out there right now, and if we're supposed to educate young people and prepare them for the world, I've mentioned this quite a bit, you have a lot of people that were on the radical side of this gender dysphoria issue that are now being quoted in the Washington Post, the New York Times, the LA Times, liberal publications as saying, hang on, we may have gone too far. So if you're going to do a gender studies 
course. If you're going to do a study on, on any of that, wouldn't you include that type of information? That's a rhetorical question, ladies and gentlemen, because they will not include that information. There will be no balance in the brainwashing that goes on in high school, in AP classes, or in college, in higher education. I think we know that at this point. So thank God, at the very least, there is a law in Florida. And I don't care what the left wants to say. What we need is more journalists who are going to go out there and actually say, okay, what's really in this curriculum? What's there? What are you afraid to show us? Apparently a lot at this point. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You watch um, the big Fox network, you've probably seen a lot of commercials for the revamped lineup on Fox Business. And Jackie DeAngelis is going to join us after the top of the hour. She's got a new show, the big money show with uh, co-host Brian Brenberg and Taylor Riggs. So we'll talk a little bit about that show and also some GDP numbers that came out today and um, some things that Senator Kennedy said about the economy that I started the show with. We might get back into that. We have an audio cut of the day. Jonathan Bradley, who is with the Western Standard Newspaper in Canada. Uh, there's this theater in Ottawa, Canada that's going to hold... This sounds like it's something out of the 1960s. It is not. Well, I guess maybe the 1960s in reverse. They're going to hold a racially segregated show only for black people at this theater in Iowa, and they're quite proud of it. And Jonathan will fill us in in the uh, next hour at 525. Mark Gelman of the Gelman team is with us this afternoon to kind of give us an update on what's going on on in the crazy housing market. Didn't I just see a picture of you at a ski lodge or something like that? How are you? You did. It's a, uh, I'm, I'm not allowed to uh, do uh, photo dumps while I'm out of town. My <laughs> wife tells me that's, uh, that's not smart to do. Well, it so, probably uh, isn't smart to do, yeah. So I've reverse engineered it, you know, a couple days later. So what's going on, buddy? Well, you tell me what's going on as we start the year with the housing market right now. We get into the spring. Spring's a time when typically people want to put the house on the market, look for their next house. Is this going to be a little bit of a different spring here in St. Louis and across the country? Sure. So it's interesting. I just actually did a video I'll be posting on our site in uh, uh, later today. Spring market over over the last, say, uh, 10 years before uh, last couple of years, always started in March, April. But here's the thing. It starts really in, in January, February nowadays. So the uniqueness of this year is just the limited inventory. So we have the weakest inventory 
that we've had in January over January in the last five years, meaning it's soft inventory. The good news, though, for sellers right now is buyers have come out of the woodwork. We were about a high of a 7% interest rate in about September, October time period when the market was extremely soft. Buyers were paralyzed. Sellers didn't want to sell because they didn't want to trade up in their rates in their new homes. So we really saw a paralyzed market. The interesting thing that's happening right now is that buyers are coming out of the woodwork. Almost every home we have has multiple offers and over asking. So we have a home that went on this morning and it will have, I I think it has maybe 30 something showings already today in mid fives and uh, it will have multiple, multiple offers. We sold a million and a half dollar home last week, multiple offers, another 700, multiple offers, 400. So across the board, uh, multiple offers. So it's a really interesting time right now. But I mean, is that it's a combination deal, Mark, is what I'm expecting. You got low inventory, you have people that do need to find homes, people of means that have money that I guess are ready and assuming that that, you know, and I'm, we've talked about this advice. If, if you're worried about the rates, at some point these rates are going to go down and you'll be able to refi, right? Absolutely. We've already had from the, that early October time period, we've already had some of our buyers who were not paralyzed in the market refinance already. So, there, you know what, again, I don't love this saying, but, uh, you know, you marry the home, you date the rate, and obviously you can change, you know, refinance or <laughs> That's other. a good saying. Yep, I like that. I don't the, think I've ever heard that, but yeah. That's what they say there, Mark. Well, one of the reasons I was inspired to get you back on this time, and I had to ask you this question. I don't think I've ever even talked to you about this. This would be a good, fun vacation conversation. Though The Washington Post did a story that said their client was ready to buy the home, then came the curveball. And it was a bunch of stories about how last-minute demands almost derailed deals. And, Mark, I, you've been in this for a long time. You probably had your stories. The first one was about a guy who wanted an apartment, and they described him as a really nice guy. So he goes to the apartment. This is in New York on the east side. It's a one-bedroom. They visited it 12 times. He wanted to know when the garbage trucks came and when the uh, mechanics were there. He wanted to know about the elevator. He went back in the morning on Saturday and Sunday, which is, I guess, being thorough. But then he threw up so many roadblocks, the uh, the seller was like, okay, dude, I've almost had it with you, which I'm guessing happens more often than we think. Right, Mark? Absolutely. We see where a seller, and, and shame on the seller, uh, especially in a home that's not selling, but shame on a seller who gets frustrated. I mean, that individual's just doing a, their due diligence or what's perceived. Look, at the end of the day, it's going to be their largest asset, most likely. But certainly, we have uh, we've seen some crazy things in our day, Mark. And uh, you know, I mean, look. In certain areas in St. Louis, we're going to see people want to understand how the train, you know, when you see some in Kirkwood, how does the train impact the schedules? They may hang out. So, I mean, there's certainly it's not uh, it, that that's not unusual. It just, um, yeah, it can give a seller stamina who, I mean, you know, fatigue where they're excited. And uh, and then, by the way, after the 12th time, we many cases will see that buyer not move forward. And you're like, yeah. So at the end of the day, our biggest question we're going to ask uh, when we're representing a seller and a buyer's seen a home, what is preventing your buyer from buying this home? And we want to overcome every objection that we can. Well, they don't like the paint. Great. If we painted it, would your client move forward? It, we don't like the flooring. Great. If the right price, would we, if we did X, Y, and Z, we're always looking to overcome objections. Sometimes people just, you know, 
don't want to buy. Yeah. That's what it boils. Well, you remember in, in my situation, we had, and this didn't really become an issue, but I don't know if you remember this, Mark. We In, in my home, there is a, a, I have this ginormous refrigerator freezer. It's actually two <laughs> units. So it's yep. all, it looks like a commercial refrigerator and freezer. It's, it's huge. And it was just with the house. But the, the sellers wanted to take that with them. And we were like, wait a second. I don't think so. <laughs> because what are we going to put in its place? So then we get into the home. We close. We Remember, we had some hiccups. We get in there. We're moving in. I went to try to get ice from the freezer. And at that moment, realizing, wait a second, this is a freezer that doesn't have an ice machine because it was like its yep. own freezer. And that was just kind of funny at the time. We still use bags of ice. But little things like that where people want to keep something that you know is almost irreplaceable in the portion of the house seems unreasonable. And fortunately, the sellers decided it was and they, they sold us the house. Or they want to leave things. You remember the old rear projection TVs? Yeah. There's not a seller in there's not a seller in the market that won't want to leave that rear projection. <laughs> We've also seen safes that weigh thousands of pounds that people want to leave. We've also seen homes that are built around something. So a large uh, machinery was brought in during the building of the house, and you can't get it out. So yeah, we see those things. They're crazy. But uh, I'm sure you can get a few rear projections for free to watch your Packers. Oh, I can imagine that that would be an issue. You know, we had at the home that we sold uh, five years ago, we had a shuffleboard table that was in the basement that just was not going to be able to be used in the other house. So I wanted to sell it. We weren't convinced that we could get it out of the damn basement, Mark. We finally did. Somebody came over. It was a big process. Somebody bought it from me, but we almost left it because we didn't have a choice. Yeah, there are always a giant freezer in the basement. You know, those kinds that sit on the floor that you can't get out. People argue over that, too. Uh, Hopefully with no bodies involved. All right, Gelman. Well, listen, if you want to find out more, go to thegelmanteam.com. It looks like you had a fun ski vacation. I hope all is well. We'll have to hook up soon. I appreciate it. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye now. It's Mark Gelman with the Gelman Team with us on 97.1. FM Talk. I mentioned Jackie DeAngelis, who is one of the uh, the big stars on Fox Business. They have a new lineup, and she's got a new show, The Big Money Show. She joins us after the top of the hour. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.